Hi, welcome to Push Dose Medic, where we focus on core concepts for the beginner paramedic. I'm your host, Jaron Gerald. This podcast was created to build a bridge between the knowledge gained in the classroom and the clinical setting. So thanks for listening, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Dose Medic Podcast. I'm your host, Jaron. I want to thank you guys for listening this evening or morning or whenever you're listening. Uh, this week's episode is going to be interesting to me, at least. I think it's a good subject to go over. It's not something we can really help or do a lot in the pre-hospital world, but it's always good to know a little bit about some toxicology and or overdoses, uh, especially when they're popular. So uh, if you have any questions, just let me know. Um, if not, let's get started. So this week I want to talk about an overdose and or toxicity. I think it can be an overdose and a toxicity or an overdose or toxicity, depending on how you take it. So obviously if this is intentional, it would be called an overdose. But if it's intentional, um, like an accidental overdose, I think it would be more of a toxicity. And that culprit's going to be Tylenol. Uh, so... We're going to cover that a little bit, not go too deep into the actual biochemistry because it's a very complex subject. And I'll drop a few links in the show notes that actually go into the more in-depth of how Tylenol works in the body and why it's so toxic. But for this educational part, we're just going to keep it really simple and just go through the phases and the antidote and what you might see if you were an interfacility 911 medic. So this is something you may see very commonly in the 911 realm. Um, I've seen it more times than I'd like to count, and I've seen it multiple times in the critical care transport as well. So as we know, it's a very common over-the-counter medication. Um, it's in everything. It's a, one of the most common antipyretics, but it's also one of the most common things that cause liver dysfunction. And you got to think, um, especially accidental, if you feel like crap and you're just taking multiple medications with like Sudafed and just Tylenol by itself, you don't realize that Tylenol is in a lot of these medications as an antipyretic and painkiller. And then you get and start creeping on that line of an overdose or an accidental to toxicity. So it's not extremely hard to do to put yourself at these toxic levels. That's why when you're taking Tylenol, you kind of want to monitor when you took it and make sure you don't creep on that line. Most Tylenol bottles are going to tell you to take, you know, the one gram every six hours. So that's only putting you at about four grams in 24 hours. If you're not really paying attention, you're doubling that. That's when you're going to hit on that eight grams in 24 hours. And that's starting to push over into the toxic or the toxicity route where you're really going to start affecting your liver. So we won't go really deep into the biochemistry of how Tylenol breaks down and metabolizes, but usually it's pretty safe to take. Um, by the dose on the bottle, but when we start overwhelming our bodies by taking a huge load of Tylenol, the body and the liver is basically overwhelmed and is unable to safely metabolize uh, the Tylenol. 
And these toxic metabolites are what really cause the liver dysfunction and the kidney dysfunction uh, and the overall just illness to our bodies. So to recap, with normal levels of Tylenol within our bodies, we're able to safely metabolize and dispose of the Tylenol. But when our body is completely overwhelmed, uh, that's when these toxic metabolites form compounds that start affecting our liver dysfunction and also with our kidney function. So too much is not a good thing in this case. So these patients should be treated in a time-sensitive fashion. Uh, These are not lights and sirens, trauma patients, STEMI patients, stroke patients. But if you know a good time and when they start taking this Tylenol, they are kind of time-dependent because the antidote is kind of time-dependent. And you won't see these patients a couple days after ingestion in good spirits because that's really when they start going downhill. But our time frame is around eight hours. Once we get that antidote in them within eight hours, they usually have a full recovery. So other than your personal safety, if this is a suicide attempt, managing your ABCs and doing a really good patient assessment, just getting that information about how much they took, how many milligrams it was, was it all at one time or was it over a couple days, getting this information helps the providers a lot on when to give the antidote. And we'll get more into what that antidote is in just a minute. So most of the time when you encounter these patients, they'll be able to tell you all of all of uh, their history and their medications. Um, they're not going to be out of it but so much in these first beginning stages. Um, so you really want to get a good history on these. Are they malnourished? Do they have any pre-existing liver or kidney issues? Are they a chronic alcoholic? Or have they mixed any other medications that would kind of ramp up the toxicity of the Tylenol to begin with? And like I said, uh, for the 911 medics, you're really only going to see these people in the first couple stages just due to if it's been an accidental toxicity or an intentional overdose. Most of these people are going to come to you within the first 24 hours. And these first 24 hours start stage one. There are four stages of this toxicity, and stage one is the first 24 hours of ingestion. So there's two time frames within the first stage that are going to be really important, and the first is the four-hour mark. And the four-hour mark just marks complete digestion. So if it's been more than four hours since the first ingestion, the patient should show peak levels of Tylenol within their system. So all the Tylenol they've taken has been fully digested, and the provider is getting good level to see if they're at that toxic level or not. And the second time is going to be the eight-hour mark. The eight-hour mark is pretty important just because within the first eight hours of toxicity, they want to go ahead and get that antidote on board. The sooner they have the antidote on board, the better the patient's going to do and the better outcome they will have for a full recovery. So along with stage one, this is where you're going to see most ingestions uh, within the 24-hour period. And these patients may be asymptomatic. They may have no symptoms at all, or they may mimic some flu-like symptoms. Um, They're not going to have a fever, obviously, um, but they may have some nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, maybe some very diffuse abdominal pain, and maybe some lethargy. Uh, Nothing too serious and nothing too critical. And you, you may not even know if they don't tell you that they've They're in the first stage of toxicity. More or less, the most important part within the first stage is getting that good history, that good time frame, 
and transport them to defensive care so they can have those labs drawn and they can evaluate that toxicity and go ahead and start treatment. Next is stage two. So this overlaps stage one because at the end of stage one is where the Tylenol starts to take effect. Uh, stage two ranges from 18 to 72 hours, and this is where toxicity is really going to start peaking. Again, in the pre-hospital world, you're going to treat this patient the same. Um, it's, there's not much treatment range, and there's really only one treatment realm to go down, and that's going to be what the hospital does for them, which is good to recognize these signs and symptoms. So at this stage, the uh, patient's liver enzymes are going to start rising. The kidney dysfunction is going to start increasing. Um, they say you're going to see a decrease in urine output. As you know, in 911, we're probably not going to monitor urine output, but the urine output's really going to go hand-in-hand hand with that liver breakdown and tubular necrosis. The kidney is actually starting to shut down due to the increased toxic metabolites that the liver is experiencing. Uh, these patients are also going to start presenting with that right upper quadrant pain. You know, right behind where the liver sits, they're going to start having pain in that area. At this point, the body's starting to tell you that it's it's shutting down. The liver is no longer working. Um, now, these liver enzymes you might see on lab work if you're doing interfacility transport called transaminases. Uh, ALT and AST is the short form, but they're basically your liver enzymes that are going to elevate whenever you have dysfunction or damage. So when you start recognizing that these uh, enzymes are elevated, you know you're kind of in the stage 2 to stage 3 realm of this toxicity. So next we have stage 3, and that's going to start obviously end at stage 2 and start at 72 and last to about 96 hours. And this is the peak of toxicity. This is your death realm. Um, these patients aren't doing too good at this point. So initially, after ingestion, the body tries to react to the toxin with that nausea of vomiting, and that subsided in stage two. Your body kind of forgot about it, um, but these symptoms are now coming back. Your body is ramped up, really trying to heal itself and get rid of that, that toxin that's inside. So the patient's going to start with the nausea, the vomiting, the diarrhea, and now going to have severe abdominal pain. At this point, liver enzymes are peaking. Uh, the patient's liver is almost in complete shutdown. So at that point, the liver is going to start reacting in the negative way. Everything the liver does normally, you're going to see opposite of that. The patient may start to turn jaundice. Uh, you're going to have hepatic encephalopathy due to the massive toxin buildup because usually the liver filters out our toxins, but it's no longer able to do that. You may also see coagulation issues such as elevated INR. Um, you also may see some hypoglycemia uh, due to the effects on the glycogen stores within the liver. So if your patient is not at a definitive, uh, definitive care at this point, uh, death is evident. There's not much they can do for the patient. The body is already starting to go into failure, and it's almost a little late for the antidote. And lastly, we have stage four. So stage four is the do or die, literally. If your patient has reached stage four, they're either going down a full recovery or they are dead. Um, so there is no really in between. There is no three and a half or stage five. Um, it's either fully recover, which can take up to two to three weeks to fully recover uh, kidney and liver function, or they are dead. 
Um, so if your patient didn't get that treatment soon enough, um, they've reached stage four, which is, which is death. Or if they did get the uh, antidote within, you know, the eight hours or at least soon enough, they should be down the recovery route. So after all this talk about the antidote, um, there is one antidote for the Tylenol toxicity or the Tylenol overdose. And that is something called N-acetylcysteine, mucomist, or you may hear it called NAC. Um, which is just NAC for N-acetylcysteine. It's a very smelly drug. Between that and dopamine, I don't know what smells worse, but if you're going in for uh, interfacility transport, and this is being hung, you can definitely smell it. Not really sure why they call it mucomist. Uh, there's nothing misting about it. I actually thought this was some kind of um, beta-2 drug when I first experienced it, because mucomist, thinking, you know, take some mucus out of the bronchioles. I don't know. I didn't know what it was. But this is the special antidote uh, specifically for the Tylenol overdoses. So so for the most part, this is harmless. Um, it's essential in the survival of a toxicity um, due to Tylenol. Uh, Mucamus stops any further damage and breakdown from those toxic metabolites that are created in the beginning. So you want to get this on board as soon as possible. This is going to halt the damage and allow the body to kind of metabolize this in a safe fashion. And like I said, they want to get this on board within the first eight hours of the um, confirmation of a Tylenol toxicity. So the sooner they can get it on, the better it is for the patient. So overall, Tylenol toxicity or Tylenol overdose, whichever one you have, um, the key points is just doing a really good patient assessment. Uh, managing those ABGs, get a good baseline so you can tell if your patient is changing while en route. I don't know if you have a 10-minute transport or an hour transport, but you want to get a good baseline and go ahead and get that timeline established. Did they start taking them at 8 and now it's noon? Um, Did they take a whole bottle, which is 60, or did they take about 10 or 11? The better history you can get, the better treatment the patient can get from the defendant facility and just monitoring the patient. Um, Like I said, pre-hospital, we're going to see these patients in stage one and stage two a lot. So you're going to see those flu-like symptoms with that nausea, vomiting, and maybe some abdominal pain. Um, There's no way we're going to be able to draw labs to see liver function. Um, But it's good to know with a common overdose, the the whole realm of what's going on. Uh, Not just that they have nausea and vomiting and abdominal pain, because almost everybody we pick up has that. And finally, knowing that, you know, N-acetylcysteine or mucomist is the antidote. Um, And the faster we get it on board, uh, the better the patient does in the long run. And you don't really have to manage too much with this medication. It's really just a, they hang it, place it in the pump, and you ride with it. So if you do come across this with an inner facility, um, just knowing what it is will help you already. You, you, You will know if you see mucomist, this is a Tylenol overdose. Um, They have liver shutdown possibly kidney uh, dysfunction, and more or less be acidotic and on a vent. Um, so just the little bit of knowledge there, you can be already ahead on the game when you do this interfacility transport. And like I said, I'll drop some things in the uh, show notes for a more in-depth on this because it, it can get pretty in-depth, but I just want to do a quick overview so you will be more familiar know a little bit about it, and just have a little bit of information to take off and run um, as you please. 
So I hope this clears up some questions with your Tylenol overdoses. Um, if you've ever experienced one, I know I have multiple times. Um, hopefully you don't have to, but hopefully you do get to at least learn some more in the field and maybe do an inner facility with this. Um, it's They're pretty interesting. But that's all we have for this week. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Until next week, stay safe and we'll see you then. Bye.